0: Welcome everyone, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals, and I'm coming to you from the craft room today, and we're going to be answering some crafty questions, so let's jump right on in. Where is Sunny? I think he's hanging out with Papa right now, uh, but I'm sure he will travel on by for a quick hello. Um... Prey as one that says, this is from my YouTube channel, and I'm uh, checking on some questions to see what everybody's thinking about in the crafty paper world today. Um, Oh, perfect timing, Holly. Why? Because the very first question is, what are those sharp sounds? It's so loud. Oh, thank you very much, Holly, for uh, reinforcing that. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to my world. Uh, We have an African gray parrot who loves to chime in when he hears mama talking on uh, her videos and podcasts. So um, that is Holly. And uh, he is, Ooh, um, how old is Holly now, Tom? 12, 14 years old now. And uh, he is a uh, lovely part of our family. And uh, he always has a lot to say. And uh, so if you do hear a squeak or a shriek, yeah, and and the Dinglebells—that's that's Holly. Up oh, there he is. Yep. Now he does settle down. He's not always yapper pants, but it's uh it's very early here right now, and the sun in the morning is coming up. Uh, Papa's getting ready to take Sunny for a little walk, and um, so there's a lot of excitement going on in the house. And uh, oh, we also have two lovebirds. Yeah, Happy and Leonardo. You may hear backup singers. The, that is those. Uh, that, uh, that, is, that is them, and they are twittering away so let's move on to our next question um i was your pen and paper asks i have a question i stumbled on your channel and uh, fell down the rabbit hole lots of laughs i never heard of a junk journal before but i'm now making my first when you have old envelopes with letters are they original question mark i went looking on ebay for original letters newspapers stamps and they are crazy expensive um Uh, great question Um, sometimes yes sometimes no sometimes um, you know when you're out there looking in the world for goodies and uh, sometimes they can be expensive I agree um but you might just find the envelopes by themselves, the old, historic, or vintage, or antique envelopes. Sometimes you'll find the letters inside. Sometimes you'll find the letters inside, but the letter, the envelope is opened. Sometimes you'll find a sealed letter with the original letter inside, and nobody has ever read it. And um, y- you'll find everything out there. I mean, the world is a abundant place, and a lot of people have stuff scurried away in closets and storages and things like that that... Um, eventually something happens you know um and those things need to come out and uh, see the uh, bright light of air again and you come across them in garage sales estate sales i'm just going to kind of ramble off where I, I get a lot of my uh old old stuff my ephemera okay so first place i look is myself i go and rummage through my house to see this is how i started um i rummage through my house to look for any old stuff that we really didn't need anymore um you know, a lot of paperwork back when people used to save all their paperwork before everything went off online. Um, we used to collect like boxes of stuff, you know, now obviously sensitive stuff with important information you don't want to use, but maybe old receipts or, or stuff that didn't have sensitive information. Or if there was personal sensitive information, you could always put, you could block it out with a black magic marker or put a sticker over it or you can incorporate it into a design or use a partial part of the receipt or something like that. There's a lot of things that you can do. Um, um, and then I moved on to family and friends. And that was basically begging, begging bargaining, negotiating, um, relieving them of the burden of their boxes of stuff that they really didn't want anymore. And um, I found that a lot of people were pretty darn happy to hand over stuff when uh, uh, you mention it. And sometimes it's just a matter of mentioning it. You know, hey, I'm um, making junk journals right now and I'm collecting old bits from past times. If, you know, if you happen to have any, old books or old papers that you're you not worried about, you know, being used, stuff like that, um, old photographs, stuff like that, you'll be surprised, you'll get a lot of stuff coming your way. Um, Also, a lot of people would like to see the stuff put to good use as opposed to just throw it out or put it in a landfill, something like that. Um, Then moving up the uh, uh, little evolutionary scale, um, go to garage sales. You can usually get things for um, pretty good deals there. Um, Estate sales are another great place to find uh, collections of stuff. Um, uh, Flea markets, antique malls, consignment shops, um auctions uh storage sellouts uh you know going like big and fancy with these other things um and ebay you know all uh, etsy aliexpress i don't know if you can get old stuff on aliexpress but um you can definitely on ebay and etsy find some old stuff so there's a lot of resource yes holly is chiming in yes mama you tell them you tell them there's stuff out there and it's meant to be had um and you're going to find all ranges of prices on everything and uh you know, basically, um, you'll get a better deal if you buy in bulk, um, but then you're going to have a million of one thing and maybe not enough money to buy the other thing. So you kind of have to decide where you are in the in the uh, process. Are you accumulating massive amounts of stuff? Are you getting a good variety of stuff, little bits here and there? Um, and, and a lot of people find the thrill is in the hunt. I mean, just going out there in the world with your I'm a junk journal maker, hat on, changes everything. I mean, it just, you will look at the napkin, the paper napkin you are e- using at Panera differently. It just happens. And then all of a sudden, you're going to find an enormous amount of supplies everywhere. One of the, I mean, I, okay, I'm guilty. I use paper cups for my coffee in the morning because we uh, we often, usually I go on the walk with uh, with them and I take a paper cup with me because I don't want to take a, ceramic mug all the way around and I don't really like those metal ones they're heavy so um I do take a paper cup but then my paper cup can become part of my craft supply I have this little like sleeve so I don't burn my hand and that's an awesome craft supply so I feel like yeah boy he's really vocal this morning you you know it kind of comes and goes um sometimes he's super quiet sometimes he has a lot to say that's just the way it goes um Sometimes I have a lot to say. (laughs) And and there you go. So Uh, you're going to find tons of stuff everywhere and you don't you don't have to break the bank it is thrilling to feel the old stuff in your hands. I totally get that. I, I am there with you because I became a huge collector of this old stuff. And it just fascinated the pants off me. You know what I mean? And uh, feeling the old papers and smelling the old papers and just thinking that somebody back in the 1800s held this in their hand and they wrote this letter to somebody and I just had to be able to find out what happened in that letter and what the story was. And, uh, oh gosh, I started buying old diaries and old autograph books and um, tea cards and and uh, cigarette cards. I mean, there's so many fun things to collect, and um, they can just take you down all sorts of fun rabbit holes. And it's it's you learn something along the way. I think uh, for me, that was um, the most fun part is that I started to learn about a different time when people did different, but did things differently. And um, looking back to try and understand what life was like back then, it, I just find that fascinating. It's just I don't know. I like it. Um, it, stuff doesn't have to be old to have fun. Um, no. I mean, you can totally make junk journals with brand new stuff. Um, you don't have to have tons of old stuff. Your, your junk journal is not less than if it doesn't have old ephemera in it. Um, you can have tons of fun making... You don't have to do the old thing at all. I mean, you can have stuff that looks brand new. There's a lot of beautiful things that are brand new. A lot of stickers, a lot of papers, a lot of stuff like that. Um that you can buy in your craft stores or, um, you know, online, eBay, AliExpress, that make beautiful journals. Um, and 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 I think the vintage or the antique is just an, uh, a certain aesthetic, a certain uh, choice. Um, a lot of us tend to like it. It just, I don't know, it just tickles something back from old time. I don't know, I can't explain it why anybody else likes it. I can only say what I do. But um, uh, don't feel like if you cannot afford the old stuff it limits you in some way it does not you are only limited by your imagination and your imagination has no limit so you are good to go feel confident feel free and if you do like the old style but you can't afford or can't access or can't find or can't store the old stuff you can make stuff look old I mean we have ways we have many ways we can coffee dye we can tea dye papers that's a great way to do it to start you can also ink things, uh, to give them, um, uh, darker edges, uh, look at some mixed media artists and see how they age and distress papers, um, or old things. Um, somebody who's really good at, I know, I think she changed her name, but, um, what's her name? I want to say Thicket Works, but I think she goes by her regular name now, but she, and I don't want to say the wrong first name. Um, let me uh, see if I can look it up. Uh... Okay, but she she's an excellent mixed media artist distresser. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to find it. Thicket Works, Heather. That's her name, Heather. Okay, I think that's her name. Yes, that's her. That's her name. Okay, so check out Thicket Works. Um, but she uh, is an excellent distresser, and she has unique and creative and interesting ways to make uh, junk journals um not junk journals. Um she works in the world I, I guess probably more mixed media stuff. She I think she, she has made junk journals but um she's really good at making stuff look old. So if you want to get creative and learn, you know, some different things, that's an awesome uh place to check out and there's a lot of people who do that. So look at people um look at people's art and see if they show you how they age things because there's a whole world in the aging department. Um, yeah, (laughs) like, I feel like I'm in the aging department and I'm, there's a whole world for me there. Um, but yes, there is definitely so many ways that you can age stuff and it's, it's, it's fun. It's actually pretty fun to, to age some things. Like that's when aging is a good thing. Yes. Right. Holly agrees. It's definitely, that's when it's a good thing. (laughs) I know. Is it possible? It's possible. All right, let's move on to the next question. Okay. Let's see. All right. Um, Ellen Shiver asks, congratulations on your subby milestone. Oh, thank you. What would I like you to try that you haven't done? Right now, I'm stuck on how to use a miniature baseball bat as a closure. So maybe a video on closures. I'm a huge fan in Central Texas with so many, ca- with too many cats and a hubby who thinks you're hilarious. Thanks for being real. Oh, you're so sweet, Alan. Thank you so much. Um, Closures—that's a great idea. I haven't done a lot of videos on closures, and, and I, I think here's why. Um, uh, uh, I, I've kind of changed from like a regular size traditional book style to something called a chunky monkey, which is like a basically an overstuffed thing that looks like it it has been collected for years and little bits put in and that type of thing. And uh, I used to put closures on the books, which I still do sometimes. It's not that I don't. But, um... Uh, I wanted the book to be easy to use and friendly to use if a person chose to debulk it, meaning they removed a lot of the stuff and they wanted to use it for a a writing journal, something like that, where they could take out a lot of the ephemera, enjoy the ephemera, uh, but maybe they wanted to then at that point use the journal. And sometimes I think a bulky um, closure might get in the way of writing. It might not. It might not. Like you could simply have um, an eyelet punched through the cover with a seam um, binding um what's that stuff called Hem. what is it called seam binding yeah I guess it's called seam binding but you you lasso that through and you can tie the front to the back or wrap it around and there's no bulk and that's fine or um you could run the ribbon through the pa- like through like inside the cover but then have the inside cover pages mounted so it's actually sandwiched in between and you could tie that way not a lot of bulk but you're dealing with strings that might get in the way of somebody's flipping pages or something like that um so um but sometimes really cool closures make a beautiful adornment on a journal and a miniature baseball bat could really be cute as a closure now um Do you have a Dremel, I might ask? Is it a wooden baseball bat? Is it something that... um, I wouldn't just glue it to the um, front because it'll probably pop off. So you're probably thinking of like some way to anchor it. Anchoring it would be your best bet. And that might involve drilling a tiny screw through it or maybe putting a hole through it where you could put a brad through it and then you could uh, insert the brad legs through it and then have them come out on the inside cover and then you could somehow cover that up and that might give you some security. Um... And I would also say it might matter, might make a difference whether you're using an old book cover, which might be a little bit thicker, the thicker book board, or are you hand making the cover, maybe it's a little bit thinner, you might be using thinner chipboard, it's easier to punch through, Um, a lot of things to take into account there. Um, The other thing you could do, which would make it super easy, is you could attach it to a bulldog clip. Um, in some way shape or form you could use wire you could um, screw it on which would be a little more difficult more cumbersome but you could um, wire it or glue it or uh, and then glue it and then maybe wrap it with wire to to secure it and then the bulldog clip could clip just on the front cover but then you could wrap all the way around to to tie it with some seam binding something like that but uh, um, yeah I guess so the long and the short of it is the reason why I don't do a lot of those is because they're they either make the book awkward to use because the bu- book won't lie flat because it's pushed up by the uh, little closure thing Um, same thing with the hitch posts the um, little Tim Holtz hitch post things they will keep the book not lying flat and uh, so I thought just for ease of use I'm trying to think of ease of use now there are no rules and you can certainly do it any way you would like Um, but I would say just give it a go and um, try it and see what happens the worst thing that happens is it pops off oh yeah okay okay, so it pops off Um, but you, you know that going in and you think, okay, well, what would my plan be? Be if it pops off, and let's say it takes off some of my cover, some of the paper, some of my paint, something like that. How would I deal with that? How would I cover it up? How would I re- go back and and um, blend in whatever happened? And often I find that when I go in with one idea and I have a, a lofty idea, and I'm like, oh, this would look so wonderful here if I just put that there, and for some reason it doesn't work, or the glue doesn't stick, or or it falls off, whatever it is, and I go and I do the repair. Often the repair is better than the original idea. And I don't know why, but I, I, it's almost like I'm a cornered rat at that point where I, I have to craft my way out of this mess I've just gotten myself into and I need to have all neurons burning, everything firing at once and we need to get ourselves to a better place. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I gotta do something here, so let's just try something. And um, I think that brings in, uh, our, us into a new realm of possibilities. It's like, okay okay, now we really got to get serious about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, hey, I can't make it any worse. Let me just try and fix it and see what happens. And just remember that everything, if it goes a wire, you can always cover stuff up. You can paint over it. You can slap a sticker on it. You can cover it with fabric. Um, there's very little that can't be fixed. I mean, unless the thing completely ignites and melts into glue, goo in front of your eyes, you can probably repair it or fix it. So don't be too... Um, Worried about something not looking right or something popping off? Just like, try it, go for it, and and see see what happens. I mean, maybe you'll come up with the magic way of get to, how to get that baseball bat. Uh, stuck. Maybe it's E6000 glue. It was like super strong glue, something like that. Maybe roughing up the two surfaces and then gluing it with E6000 before uh, and letting it sit for like seven days to make sure that it's uh, purely secured. Who knows? Who knows what's going to be the answer? But when you find it, please share it with us. We'd love to hear it. Um, Let's see. Uh, Okay. Uh, Question. Do you have pet birds? What are they? <laughs> it's funny that she asks. Um, well, I bet you can hear right now. This is from Vicki uh, McMahon. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Now, could I say no? No, I, no? yes, yes, I do. <laughs> As Holly's twittering away in the background. Um, but yes, I do. And um, uh, we've had birds for a long time. Oh, gosh, I've had birds for probably 20, 30 years now. And it's been an array of... Lovebirds. There was the cockat- cockatiels for a while. There were, um, and then the African gray came, and then more lovebirds, more lovebirds, lots of lovebirds. <laughs> and um, lovebirds are actually one of the smallest parrots, if, if, if that's not a known fact. But yeah, they are actually um, they're very intelligent, very smart, and um, if you just get one. And bond with the one before you get the two. I know everybody wants to get the two right away. But if you get the one, you can have an excellent chance of really having a cuddly, friendly little bird. That you and that little bird can go everywhere and do everything. And it's just a wonderful thing. I used to take my love bird down to... Um, down to the beach i'd go swimming and he'd sit on my head and uh, i'd go bike riding with him and uh like he he and i could go places but the minute you introduce Bloodbird number two you kind of become like old stale cookies on the shelf you're not so exciting anymore you know what i mean and then they start to create a bond in a pair and uh, sometimes it takes a while um but they often will bond with whoever's in the cage with them um i had uh one actually the current ones i have right now they uh uh didn't uh, i had three lovebirds and then one one croaked um so then there were two and then the two were not bonded for 4 to 5 years they were not bonded and then all of a sudden they bonded i know i know and it's the cutest thing and they're like okay i guess it's just you and me in this cage we might as well be friends so they, yeah that's how it happened uh huh um, so let's see. One more question we've got here from Danelle Miller. She asks, Another fun time creating notepads. They turned out lovely. Why did the birds st- the, Why did the, It's all bird questions this morning. Why did the birds stay so quiet? I love their chatter and singing in the background, lol. Okay, you are you are too funny, Danelle. You had, and you're asking questions, uh, bird questions right at the right moment. Okay, so the little birdies, they have uh, waves. They have waves of chitter-chatter time and then they have waves of sleeping and eating time. And Um, are just hanging out and sometimes I think different things trigger them like mama talking will sometimes trigger them and then sun coming up will trigger them um they often I don't know Holly talks a lot like verbally talks but he'll do a lot of talking when I'm not in the room so uh and sometimes he'll just chatter for hours he'll go on and on and on you think I talk that's where I got it from um Oh, somebody else. Out. Oh no, that's the same woman asking again for the second time. What are the sharp noises? Pray as one, dear. Pray as one. It's my Amazon gray Hollywood. Yes, he's reaching out to say hello to everybody. He's a little. He's a little vocal. What can I say? Okay. Um. So there you go. Okay. Uh. Okay. Uh. This. This is funny. I thought this was funny. Linda Hansen said, do you know how you know there lives a person who makes junk journaling in a house? Question mark. The car is always parked outside the garage because the garage is the crafter's stash. So there is no room for the car. Do you, have you been, you've been over at my house. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, that's, that can happen. That can definitely happen. Um, oh my gosh, it, it does take over areas. Let me tell you. And, uh, I have uh okay, so i my sta- my 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 scrap pile has doubled in size. I have a like an old steamer trunk full of scraps, which I thought if I could you know just contain them to that, that would be good. but my scraps have breached the steamer trunk top. Now I have a second area, which is a couple of boxes on the floor, which are apparently the size of the steamer trunk now, so now I have doubled what I have so. It does happen, and uh, I just think there's so many darn possibilities in there. I just don't want to just get rid of it. I want to do something with it. I'm looking at it right now. Look at you little piece of paper. We could have some fun. Absolutely. You have possibilities. We could go places. We could, oh, could we have fun? Um, You might be today, today's video. Let's see. We'll just see. All right. Well, that's the way it goes in the crafty paper world. So the most important thing is I hope you guys are having fun out there. I hope you're having fun with your papers because they're talking to you. Listen closely. They want to be made into things. They want you to stretch your imagination and give it a go and give it a try and use those colors you don't normally use. If you never use fabric, try using some fabric. If you've never sewn on paper, try sewing on paper. What about envelopes? Have you played with envelopes lately? Get some old envelopes from your- junk mail um a great resource a beautiful source of uh, paper for you already constructed into a little nice shaped pocket you can do a lot of things with that Um, so see uh, all the possibilities around you have some fun and i will speak with you next time is there anything else i want to tell you that's an update let's see I've been mentioning the signature kits. They're a new kind of digi kit. Um, They're designed to be softer, paler, lighter colors so that you can print them out. um, I'm thinking to use as regular journal pages. So you'd want them on thinner paper, like a regular copy paper or something like that. And um, maybe you want to print them front and back. You can put different pictures on either side or put the same picture. Totally up to you. Uh, But just a different option. Um, and also you can write on these pages because they're, they're light enough so people could journal and, and document and write and capture and all those fun things. And I also have added the page ideas list to my monthly emailed newsletter as another freebie so if you I have had a lot of requests for that list it's something that I created as I was uh, learning junk journaling and I kept thinking well I need to capture somewhere I can just look at a list to show me what okay make make a page using envelopes, make a page using stencils, something like that, like this bullet list. And then um, I use the list and I I take that one concept and I maybe try and use it four times through the book, but it will look different every time. So it doesn't look repetitive. But if you just put a different twist to it, um, it's a good way to have access to a lot of different ideas to fill up your pages. and you just morph the one idea multiple different ways. You don't ne- necessarily have to have four signatures in your book. Um, you can actually do it in one signature, but use it four different ways throughout the book, and you've already handled four pages. So it goes along quite quickly, and once your little imaginative brain starts uh, percolating around it, you'll come up with a million and one ways to use that concept. So I did put that list in the free monthly emailed newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that yet, go forth and sign up for that. Because And the link is down below all my... Um, um, descriptions in um, YouTube. Um, I've also, I'm going to start adding, I have a link tree, which I totally ignored for the longest time, but now I've flushed it out a little bit more. So if you want to just click on one link to see all my links, that's basically what a link tree is. Um, it's an easy way to just click on one thing to see everything. And, um, Um, So if you're looking for how to sign up for the newsletter, how to this, how to that, maybe that's a good thing to click on. Um, What else, what else, what else? Um, I think that's pretty much it for now. So go have some fun. Go uh, go have some papery fun today. And I will catch you next time at the Paper Outpost podcast. Signing off. And Sonny is out walking with Papa. So he will catch you next time too. Take care, everyone. Holly says hello. (laughs) Bye-bye.